welcome to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. In the kitchen of a grand mansion, a girl sat clutching a knife. Her name was Isabel. She was not pretty. She held the knife's blade over the flames of a fire burning in the hearth. Behind her, sprawled half-conscious in another chair, was her sister, Octavia. Octavia's face was deathly pale. Her eyes were closed. The once white stocking covering her right foot was crimson with blood. Adele, the sister's old nursemaid, peeled it off and gasped. Octavia's heel was gone. Blood dripped from the ugly wound where it used to be and pooled on the floor. Though she tried to hold it in, a moan of pain escaped her. Hush, Tavi! My man scolded. The prince will hear you. Just because your chances are ruined doesn't mean your sisters must be. Maman's was the girl's mother. She was standing by the sink, rinsing blood out of a glass slipper. Prince had come searching for the one who'd worn it. He danced all night with a beautiful girl at a masquerade ball three days ago and had fallen in love with her. But at the stroke of midnight, the girl had run away, leaving only a glass slipper behind. He would marry the girl who'd worn it, he'd vowed. Her and no other. Maman was determined that one of her daughters would be that girl. She greeted the royal party in the foyer and requested that Isabel and Octavia be allowed to try the slipper on in privacy in deference to their maidenly modesty. The prince had agreed. The grand duke had held out a velvet pillow. Maman had carefully lifted the slipper off it and carried it into the kitchen. Her daughters had followed. We should have heated the blade for Tavi, Maman fretted now. Why didn't I think of it? Heat sears the vessels. It stops the bleeding. Ah, well, it will go better for you, Isabel. Isabel swallowed. But, Maman, how will I walk? She asked in a small voice. Silly girl, you will ride in a golden carriage. Servants will lift you in and out. Flames licked the silver blade. It grew red. Isabel's eyes grew large with fear. She thought of a stallion, lost to her now, that she had once loved. But, my man, how will I gallop through the forest? The time has come to put childish pursuits aside, Amem said, drying the slipper. I've bankrupted myself trying to attract suitors for you and your sister. Pretty gowns and fine jewels cost a fortune. A girl's only hope in life is to make a good marriage, and there's no finer match than the Prince of France. I can't do it, Isabel whispered. I can't slipper down. She walked to the hearth and took Isabel's face in her hands. Listen to me, child, and listen well. Love is pain. Love is sacrifice. The sooner you learn that, the better. You are ugly, Isabel. Dull, lumpy as a dumpling. I could not even convince the schoolmaster's knee-knocked clod of a son to marry you. Now a prince waits on the other side of the door. A prince, Isabel. And all you have to do to make him yours is cut off a few toes. Just a few useless little toes. The man wielded shame like an assassin wields a dagger, driving it straight into her victim's heart. She would win. She always won. Of course, we know the story of Cinderella, but do we know what happened to the stepsisters after Cinderella made it to the castle with her prince? After Ella leaves to marry the prince, Isabel and Tavi are resented by all in their small village, and the only things that Isabel ever truly loved are gone. But one night as she visits the linden tree on her way from closing up the barn for the evening, she meets the fairy queen, Tanaquil. 
Tanaquil says that Isabel summoned her, and she wants to know what is Isabel's true heart's wish. Of course, she wants to be pretty. If she becomes pretty, all of her problems will be over. Tanaquil tells her to collect the three missing parts of her heart, and then the queen will grant her wish. The question is, what are the pieces she is missing? But what Isabel doesn't know is that her life is already being played with by fate and chance, because both these immortals want to dictate or change the map that has already been drawn of Isabel's life. She has no idea that fate will stop at nothing to keep Isabel's life short and unfulfilled, whereas chance seems to believe there is more in store for the young woman if only given a chance. The question is, who will win? Fate or chance? Stepsister by Jennifer Danelli. 